Welcome to Beyond Grit, the podcast that seeks to create and foster a community of people who want to learn, develop, and employ the 10 powerful practices to gain a high-performance edge. Whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just someone looking to improve yourself, the Beyond Grit podcast shows you step-by-step how to reach your peak potential. The Beyond Grit podcast is based on the book Beyond Grit, written by Sandra Kampoff, PhD, founder, and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, and a professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Sindra, a keynote speaker and entrepreneur, is also a certified mental performance coach for professional athletes, executives, and championship teams from around the nation, including the NFL's Minnesota Vikings. Sindra's co-host is Tim McNiff, Emmy Award-winning news and sports journalist, strategic communications consultant, and storyteller for the National Sports Center. This is the Beyond Grit Podcast. Welcome to the Beyond Grit Podcast, episode 22. I'm Tim McNiff, alongside PhD Cinder Kampoff, certified mental performance coach, keynote speaker, and of course, esteemed professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato. And guess what, listeners? We have a major announcement coming up. We're going to be making a major announcement concerning our budding partnership later in the podcast, but we're going to keep you hanging on pins and needles right now. Isn't that right, Cindra? Yes, we're really excited. So make sure you listen all the way through. Got to. And you, mean, you would anyway. You don't want to miss any of Dr. Campos' brilliant uh, content to the 10 practices and 52 chapters that outline what is the Beyond Grit podcast. But we're very excited about this. Another way we can benefit you, your business, perhaps the athlete or, or budding entrepreneur in your life. So we know what we're going to do also in this, uh, this episode, Dr. Campos. What is we're it? Gonna, we're going to wrap up practice four, know yourself to master yourself. I know, it's going fast. It's amazing. We are almost halfway through, but before we get on to chapter 22, we have to go back and review chapter 21, which was master your green light. And uh, tell us about the homework you assigned. So the homework was to consider what are your green lights. Green light means go green, means that really when you're at your best, you don't have to make any adjustments. Yellow light is caution, so the things that really trigger you, that frustrate you, and red is when you're totally out of control. <laughs> and so we, this section really is about awareness, awareness of yourself, um, what are your triggers, what are you great at, how are you at your best, and we know that the best athletes and performers and entrepreneurs really um, understand themselves so they can master themselves. So you have, to, you have to know yourself to really be at your best. And I really am uh, excited about going into the next uh, practice because I, I now, and why is it that I always seem to, this book seems to hit me uh, between the, the eyes so much when I'm behind the wheel of an automobile? <laughs> I How know. many triggers do I have? It'll be fun to talk more about that in the, the next practice. <laughs> is, is that common? I mean, do you hear that a lot or am I just a, a, the oddball that I think I might be? Because this that's I was speaking to hospital CEOs and uh, I was asking them, you know, what are, what are your triggers? What are the things that you can't control that frustrate you? And many of them said traffic. So mine, you know, Tim, mine is traffic, but just like when traffic is a standstill, it really frustrates me. When like it's, you know, people driving, uh, I just let that bounce off, off, off my body, you know, just like, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, we're going to get into something in, in the next podcast about controlling the controllables. Right. And that is something I am so hard trying to work on myself is because I don't really, when traffic is backed up, I get it. 
it's when I'm driving and I'm trying to predict why would that person just merge into that lane in front of me when he's seen me for like a half mile coming up behind him at a much faster rate of speed. It's like, they're, are they directly blocking me? Are they ignorant? What, what, what's the motivation? It sounds, I, you sound so much like my husband. <laughs> so what so I'm hearing, that's your yellow light, maybe even your red light, right? And, and I'm so trying to keep myself in the green. The homework that you had, I am saying to myself, what do I say to myself? I am feeling and I'm focused on. And what I'm saying to myself is you can't let this stuff get to you. You can't control it. Just let it go. And if, didn't recognize what I'm feeling and what I'm focused on is just trying to be a better person and realize that, you know what, I'll still get there. I'll still get there. I can't control that other person's actions. So if nothing else, Syndra, you've really helped me when I get behind the wheel of a car. Everyone's a little <laughs> bit more safe out there thanks to you. Uh, and I think the power of this exercise is really to help you understand yourself, but remind yourself that you have these mental tools we've been talking about in this podcast. And this is an example of when you need to use them when you're in your yellow light or your red light to help you get to your green light. Well, if we're in our green light and, and we want to stay there, we don't want to go to yellow, we don't want to go to red, and we've got a task in front of us. And uh, this one, chapter 22, just even the title just gives such a great visual because the chapter is your butterfly or butterflies in formation. And, and that to me is, is such a beautiful visual because we pick your butterflies just fluttering all over the place. You can't catch them without a net. Um, but to think of them all going in the same direction and, and you start out the chapter uh, by talking about an NFL player uh, who you were working with who was sort of self-sabotaging. Is that fair? Absolutely. And I think this is a great example of how we can all self-sabotage ourselves. And even if we're, you know, one of the best in the world, it doesn't mean that we don't get in our own way. And really, you know, this coach came to me just saying, you know, this, this guy has a lot of talent, but you know, he should be le leading the NFL, but right now he's not. And so when we really kind of dug into what was going on, he was replaying mistakes in his mind. He was wrapped up on things he couldn't control, uh, like haters on Twitter <laughs> or um, fans or the weather or other people's comments, sometimes coaches. And he really had forgot like all the work that he had put in to get to where he's at. And so he felt often like really anxious when he performed. Um, and generally his confidence was incredibly low because today what we're going to talk about is how the way we interpret our energy. And if we interpret it as that we're anxious, it can decrease our confidence. So that's one of the reasons that you want to implement what we talk about today to really protect your confidence and uh, keep that confidence high because it's a, it's a one of the most important predictors of our performance every day is our confidence. So yes, we are, we're moving um, into the fifth, uh, fifth practice. Well, I guess this is the last one. This is the last one of, of, of practice for knowing yourself to master yourself. Am I right? Flying your butterflies in formation or is that, is that in the, if I screwed up and that's. No, nope, you got practice. it. This is the last part okay. of practice number four, okay. know yourself to master yourself. And then next we'll talk about practice number five, dominate the controllables in the next episode. I was really doubting myself there. For a minute, so thank you. <laughs> you got to trust it, Tim. Trust it. <laughs> uh, so you have a great quote in here. Anxiety is a silent killer of people's dreams. Yeah. It's true because I think what can happen is when we feel too much anxiety, it can be, we can't think straight, you know, it can be debilitating. We're focusing on a lot of times what we don't have compared to what we do have, you know, 
maybe a, a weakness that we haven't quite developed into a strength, and we can't play at our best and perform at our best. So it's really important that we work to manage our anxiety. We can't really be ourselves. You know, think about Tim, like when I'm really anxious, it might be when I have a, a big performance when I'm speaking and uh, maybe if I've gotten in my own head a little too much, but I can't connect with other people when I'm speaking and if I'm anxious. So that's one another reason why you know, if you're performing at work or you're speaking at work in a presentation, you can't connect with other people when you're too anxious. No, and that's, you, you just said it. Like, so I would say when I was coaching football or, or when I uh, coach people uh, for speaking engagements, I would say, you know, if, if I was in front of a high school class, say, and I would say, who gets anxious before they have to speak? And every hand goes up in the room. Right. And I would, I would say, yeah, because I said that you, you, you're thinking about yourself and you're not thinking about your subject and what you want it to do. Absolutely. Because if you think about those things, then you're thinking about how is it going to benefit the people that are listening? And if right. you're truly excited about them and what they're going to get and what they're going to learn, you won't be anxious. You'll just be excited. And, and so don't stop yourself. And you, in this chapter, uh, you give the tools for how to do that. You say the best way to take control of your anxiety is to understand it. And, th and by in doing that, you identify two types of anxiety. Yeah. And maybe to start, what I can describe is what we know about like in the field of performance psychology, when you look at the literature on anxiety, we know that anxiety is a negative negative interpretation of our energy. So we might be feeling the same way, but it's all about how we're seeing and how we're interpreting our anxiety or our energy. And so just by saying to ourselves, like, you know, I'm really excited about today versus, oh my gosh, this is going to be so hard. I'm really dreading it is going to help you uh, feel differently. And so the two types are cognitive and cognitive. You can think of like Tim, like your neck up, right? It's all about like, what you're thinking about, and, it, and it's really your thoughts that create the anxiety. Maybe you're worried about your ability to perform well, really well, or you're questioning if you have it, um, and it's reflective in your thoughts. The second type is, I think, about neck down, and that's your somatic anxiety. And it's when maybe your, your heart rate is increased, your, your breathing is increased, maybe you're sweating, right? you're jittery, you're tense. And it's really helpful to know how anxiety manifests in you. Do you have more cognitive anxiety or somatic anxiety? Maybe you have a mix of both. Because as a practitioner, what I would do is I would encourage you to do different things to um, change that anxiety or interpret it differently, depending on if you have a lot of cognitive anxiety versus somatic. So you said to reach high performance consistently and to think like the world's best, you have to know the early warning signs of anxiety and then intervene before it takes over. Yes. And, and um, you go through all of these uh, examples of how to do that. And um, you list some early warning signs. And for me, uh, as, you, as I read this, as soon as I saw somatic, I said, dude, you're somatic. I mean, there's probably a little interplay between the, the two. Okay. But people are always amazed by the fact that I can say, well, yeah, I was on you know, television for more than 25 years, but before I get in front of a group, I still have butterflies. Yeah. Yeah, and it's good that you have some butterflies, right? <laughs> so we don't want to not have them at all because it means that we're ready. It means that we're excited. Um, that's why we want to fly them in formation. It's The problem is if you just have too many. You think about maybe a newscast you went on that you really care about. You really maybe didn't have that anxiety and just kind of were going through the motions. Um, and so we want, we want a little bit of like butterflies, but too many is going to uh, be a detriment to our performance. 
Absolutely. So how do we get our butterflies to fly in formation? So I liked what you said about the early warning signs. That's like worry and self-doubt, maybe your heart racing, shortness of breath, um, or maybe you're throwing up. You know, one time, a couple years ago, I worked with a cute little 10-year-old football player, and I worked worked with him one-on-one, and his mom came to me because he was throwing up on the way to football games. And what, what happened is he would wake up, you know, 7 a.m. He just was so excited to play football. And all he would do is think about football all the way to the game, which is at 11 a.m. So he had just spent four hours thinking about the game. And by the time he got there, like he had so much anxiety <laughs> that he would throw up. So uh, I had fun working with him. And by, you know, a couple weeks later, he was he wasn't throwing up anymore. <laughs> so I've heard of that of pro players, but I've never heard of a ten year old. Think of the amount of energy oh, that poor little kid was expending. I know. Think about that. And one thing that we did, Tim, was we talked about what could distract him. And um, he said he really liked to play cards. And so literally, he would eat breakfast in the morning, and then he would spend some time playing cards with his family to kind of take his mind off it. And sometimes we can just think way too much about what we got going on. Um, and then we're really creating it. And so I think the thing to really remember is like you are in charge of how you interpret this energy and you can either interpret at it as um, anxiety or just energy, right? Like that you're excited to, to, to play and perform and to speak. So if you're talking points, you've got get your mind back to the present and then remind yourself of your preparation. And that's something as a coach that I would always do. I would always say, you know what, think about how much work you guys put in whether it was this week or all the way to this point, don't get in your own way. Now's the fun. Now it's time to go out and have fun. Yeah. And our mind plays tricks on us. So uh, we're not, um, you know, programmed necessarily to think of the the preparation, just like that NFL player I was saying, he had spent 10,000 years getting ready to, to do what he was doing. And he just forgot that. So we just need reminders and we need, I think a deliberate attention uh, every day to our, our successes. And what exactly? I mean, unless you're just starting out too, if you've, if you've gotten to a certain level, you know, what got you there, you know, and, right. and remember those times and, and what triggers, you know, you can use to, to use your past successes. Yeah. I think what you said Tim, about being in the present is really powerful because when you think about how your mind can be in one of three places, past, present, or future, And anxiety is actually a future-based emotion. So what that means is that we're spending too much time thinking about the future. And that's where our attention is. Like that little 10-year-old football player I was telling you about, right? He spent four hours thinking about the game and how much he loved it. But then all of a sudden, you know, he he was thinking about it too much. So um, really the key is can you bring your attention back to the present? We'll talk about that in practice number six which is all about present moment focus. But at the heart of it is just first like noticing where your mind is and then with a deep breath or, um, uh, you know, with some kind of phrase, you just get it back to right here, right now. Well, here's where you go, do what you do and and take this book from concept to actual um, tools. To, to help you actually do it. You say, okay, Tim or, or Sandra, remember my past successes, but how do I actually get myself there? Well, your next point is use your power phrases. Mm-hmm. Uh, the power phrases were the I will, I can, I am phrases that we talked about a few episodes on in practice number three. 
And some examples in the book that I give are, you know, I can handle anything that comes my way. I'm confident. I'm relaxed. I will be at my best today. I will connect with the audience. You know, I'm here for them. Those are some of the things I say when I get a little too nervous is, you know, this isn't about me. <laughs> this is yeah. about them and how I can serve them. And then all of a sudden the focus is off of me, right? Like usually I'm feeling anxious when I'm focused, when I'm self-focused, where I'm focused on others. Um, and this is the same true, like when you're focused on helping your teammates, um, you know, then you're going to feel less anxious. When you do a presentation, like a major presentation, and you start feeling the butterflies, you start feeling anxious, do, do you ever think about who you're doing it for? And not in the sense of not in the audience, but I mean, like sometimes I would say, you know what, think about your family. Think about, you know, you're here because you've got to take, not necessarily put pressure on myself, but right. just, to, just to say, you know what, they're pulling for you. They know that you can do it and, yeah. and just do that for them. Yeah. And I think about really everybody in that room wants you to be successful, you know, so I imagine them just as my friends, <laughs> you know, and as an audience like member, it. they want us to be successful too, because, you know, they want to be entertained. They want to have fun. They want to connect. And when you're feeling too anxious, you can't have you like that where I was little in my head and then you're not fully present. So you'd learn quickly, like, Hey, get to your heart, not your head. All right. All right. You, last point you had was uh, reminding yourself to take power breaths. We talked about power breaths last chapter. Yeah. So that I, I describe that as um, when you count with taking a breath, and this is um, the ratio we used before was six to seven. So six counts in through your nose, hold for a couple counts, two counts, and then breathe out for seven. And the power of like breathing or counting with the breath is that you can't think about two things at once, Tim. So helps you reset, get back in the present moment. Mentally and physically, just taking that cleansing breath in too just helps so much. I was doing it as you were, as you were describing it and talking. So it just immediately is one of those things that just automatically uh, just helps you relax just a little bit. Yes. Um, our homework for this week in chapter 22. Your homework for this week is to pay attention. Um, this section really is about knowing yourself to master yourself. So when you get nervous or anxious, work to see it as excitement and work to change your lens. Can you interpret it as something that you're looking forward to and consider all the ways that um, you know, you're excited about it and all the ways that you've prepared to be here at this moment. And that's going to help you be more excited, interpret it more as excitement than anxiousness. Love it. Okay. Our high performance power phrase for this week. I gently bring my mind back to the present. I see my butterflies as I am excited to perform. You know, the, the, the visual I always get when I think of seeing my butterflies flying in formation, um, being a, being a late game baby boomer and the rise of video games there was uh, some, some arcade video games, two versions of basically the same game, probably made by the same company, called Galaga or Galaxian. Oh, sure. Of course. And remember, they had those butterflies just all kind of twirling, and you had the, the, like the, the, the spaceship down at the bottom, and you would shoot up at those. And That's as I awesome. picture them almost flying in, <laughs> that's my visual butterflies flying in formation. It's Galaga or Galaxian. I'm hopeless, aren't I? Hey, Tim, guess what? <laughs> Next time you what? come to our house, you can play it here. We have like this for Christmas. Um, my husband, Dan, got us a Miss Pac-Man machine. Yeah, like the ones that stand up. You know, do you ever play that when you're growing up? And there's the, the, that game is on the game. So, so don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me it has original Donkey Kong on it. Oh, yeah, it does. Oh, my. <laughs> I may be moving in. 
<laughs> I may be this moving is, into your house. This is hilarious. So we got it at Christmas, right? Nobody was around to help us move it downstairs. It's really heavy. So it's still in our kitchen. And he keeps on saying, Syndra, we're gonna, we got to bring it down. And I'm like, nope, it's staying in our kitchen until it gets warm out. <laughs> oh, my. Did I miss it when I was at your house? Oh, no, it was Christmas. So it came later. Yeah, Christmas came later. So, yeah, right now we got a Miss Pac-Man machine with 100 games in our kitchen. <laughs> no way. I'll ask one more. Centipede? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll okay. check it out today. And I'll okay. Let you know. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you better not tell me because you will have me living in your kitchen. You, nobody wants that. Can you play okay. Miss Pac-Man? Oh, I love Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, but I'll tell you, I really, Donkey Kong and, and Centipede and Galaga slash Galaxy were probably my three best. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, conclusion of practice four. Your thoughts on concluding uh, the fourth practice. So the fourth practice is really about knowing yourself to master yourself. And I think the heart of it is just being a silent observer of your thoughts and your actions. And that's what I would empower everyone to do who's listening is just to, just to notice how you're feeling, what you're thinking. And the more that you are aware of yourself, it's just going to lead you to higher performance more consistently, no matter what, what you do. If you're a coach or you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, or you work in marketing, or you're an athlete, you, the key is uh, related to, to performance in general. It starts with awareness. So um, this practice has been really important for that reason. What are we putting on our grit board? We are going to put on our grit board, know yourself to master yourself, because I think that's a, a powerful like reminder. And you could go back to what we talked about it at, in the MVP section. You could write um, some words that represent your MVP, which means you're, you know, when you're, you're at your best. Um, those are a few things I put on your grit board. All right. I said off the top, we were going to make a major announcement concerning Beyond Grit and our budding partnership. Will you do the honors? I will do the honors. Um, I'm really excited because Tim and I are going to uh, expand our partnerships. We're going to provide keynotes and trainings to businesses and sports teams through uh, my company called Mentally Strong Consulting, um, as well as individual coaching. So if you're looking for a speaker or a trainer or a coach to help you, your staff, your athletes, or even you gain the high performance edge, you can let us know. So you can contact me, um, send me an email at syndra at syndracampoff.com. Um, if you're not sure how to spell that, Tim, <laughs> you can go to doc, Dr. Syndra, C-I-N-D-R-A, and just head over there and go to the contact form. How could they reach out to you if, they're, um, if they want to connect with you, Tim? You can find me at my name, timmcniff.com slash contact on my webpage. And, and um, I just want to say, you know, this is just the latest um, gift that you're giving me because I, I am so excited. And, and it's interesting because a couple of weeks ago, uh, I, someone reached out to me on LinkedIn and he's a coach. And he said, you know, I knew you were doing some coaching, but you haven't been putting anything on LinkedIn and you haven't been really doing anything to grow your practice. Did you decide to stop? And I said, no. As a matter of fact, I found something that has helped me get over my sort of imposter syndrome because mm. I said, I, I, and I told him about you and I told him about Beyond Grit and what was there. And I said, and right now, you know, I'm working to earn my spurs where I can become a practitioner of this, uh, this mentally strong concept and this high performance edge. And, and you have given me such a gift um, by, by allowing me to go through this journey with you 
I look forward to learning from you. I am very much um, the student. You are very much the master. But I love the fact that I can bring my authenticity, my background in coaching, both whether it be athletic or in personal and business. And, and now I really feel like I just have this content that, that, I, that I'm learning and, and practicing. And I just feel like it's so uh, good because there's, as I always say, you've got the theoretical part of it. And then there's the actual tools to give people yeah. to measure progress. So I am thrilled by this. If no one else is, I sure the heck am. That's all I'm saying. I'm pumped too. So let's go. And I think what you said is the tools are really the most important. So people who are listening might say, wow, I think my team really needs uh, to hear this or to learn, learn more about this content or they might think, wow, you know, I have a, a, a friend or a colleague who's really stuck with the mental game or my son or daughter is stuck. So reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you and see how we might uh, really be able to help you get out of your own way because we all can get our own way, Tim. <laughs> it's part of being human. And so we need coaches. We need uh, people to help us really move beyond that. Um, and I, you can't take a day off of training your mind. So Never, ever. Never, ever. So I think that's what the power of what we're talking about really is. Before we wrap it up, who's your gritty person of the week? My gritty person of the week. Uh, this week, Friday, my husband and my two boys, uh, we took a family trip. We went to the Timberwolves game. And there I learned that Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell and a few other teammates went to go watch Paige, um, uh, the number one. Bookers. Bookers, yeah, the num the nation's number one recruit over at Hopkins, who's going to the University of Connecticut next year. And so I want to just give them all a shout out. I think that's really awesome that NBA players would go and watch a young female uh, play basketball. She didn't disappoint. She scored 33 points. And I read more about her and just this great relationship that she has with Gino Ariyama, who's the coach at UConn. And it seems like they're kind of going back and forth, having a good time. So um, it'll be fun to see what this Minnesota um, – this Minnesota basketball player does in, uh, in, in college basketball. I can't wait to watch her. Well, I should almost make Gino Oriema my gritty person of the week based on that because yeah. by the time Lindsey Whalen got the job at the University of Minnesota, Gino Oriema had already visited Paige Booker's 27 times, and she, that was through her sophomore year in high school. Are you kidding me? No. That's how much he wanted her, and that's wow. how much attention he paid to her. and that's Well, that and having a great program. That's how he right. got her. I so wish she was going to the University of Minnesota and, and was playing under Lindsey Whalen. I know what she would do for that program in terms of not just immediate wins and losses, but as far as recruiting other players. But I totally understand why she's doing what she did. And she is uh, truly remarkable. And I'm going to stay with basketball also. And my gritty person of the week is Daniel Aturu, uh, center for the University of Minnesota uh, men's basketball team. This is a team that uh, started the season with, uh, with a lot of questions, but a lot of optimism. And as the season has gone on, it's really gone down to where they are a two-person basketball team mm -hmm. and um, not a good thing in the Big Ten. This team has lost seven games by six points or less. Wow. And if you, you take Daniel Aturu out of, the out of the equation, you've got a team that has lost every game by double digits. It's amazing what he has brought, amazing how hard he has worked, how fast he has progressed. I have no, well, I shouldn't say this. I strongly 
suspect, and I would also say encourage him to go into the NBA draft after his sophomore year. And usually I want people to stick around. Yeah. This program does not deserve Daniel Latour. Mm-hmm. So he's my gritty person of the week for the way he has shown up and played so hard, never has quit this entire season. Just remarkable. I'd love to see him in a Timberwolves uniform somewhere down the road. That would be awesome. All right. Should we put a wrap on it? Let's do it. Why don't you send us out this week? So thank you so much for joining us. The Beyond Grit podcast seeks to help you reach your peak potential. So check out this and other great content on the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can also leave us your questions and comments. And you can find the Beyond Grit podcast on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, where we encourage you to rate and review us. So please go over there wherever you're listening to the podcast. Give us a five-star rating and review. It helps us just reach more and more people each week. Uh, So please head over and do that um, so that we can expand our reach and help empower more people. So there we go, Tim. What what do you have to to finalize today? I was just hoping you were going to read it the way I had written it and say, I reach and empower more people with my brilliant content. Yeah, that's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sandra, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us for the Beyond Grid podcast. Be good to each other, and we'll talk to you next time on episode 23. Bye, everyone. Thank you for engaging with the Beyond Grit podcast, where we help you reach your peak potential. You can find past episodes and other great content on the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can also post your questions and comments. The Beyond Grit podcast is a production of the National Sports Center and Beyond the Bench.